You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Extra Soap here. Welcome back. We're excited also to welcome back a returning guest. Garrett is here from the 2016 NLC class. He recently moved across the country. We'll try to find out why and hear more about his new job. So let's get to it. All right, Garrett, tell us where your new home is. I'm now living in the, the capital of the swamp, <laughs> Washington, D.C. And which part of the city are you living in out there? Do you know it well? Uh, I kind of know the parts, I guess. I don't necessarily know where all the parts are in relation to each other, but you know, I know my DuPont circles and Adams Morgans and those kind of things. So I'm actually in Adams Morgan. Yeah. Okay, nice. Which is a very, it's a very cool neighborhood. Lots of yeah. uh, stores and shops and and uh, places to eat and coffee shops and you know. And how long have you been in LA before you made the move? So I grew up in LA originally, but I I moved away at eighteen and I was gone until thirty, and so then I'd been back in LA for nine years. Hmm. So it was, it was about time to make a change. I yeah. So the, a exciting job opportunity presented itself. Tell folks what you're what you're doing out there. I got hired on to to become the political or the policy director for SEIU's public division, so SEIU International. So this is going to be handling um, all sorts of policy issues that the public division is working on. And the, so let me just explain what the public division is. So the SEIU has three major divisions, and the public division is the one that represents um, state and county employees, um, as well as education workers and, um, uh, childcare. And so it's very large, it's like, uh, over a million members and it's national. So the sorts of campaigns that they're running, the sorts of policy issues are, uh, you know, reach the entire, span the entire country. So it's, so a lot, lot going on, a lot of different jurisdictions to kind of be working in, but it's pretty exciting. I feel like I had a lot of friends who lived and worked in D.C. in the Obama years, but for reasons you can probably guess, are not necessarily there now or don't talk about it as much. What's it like to be in that city given the point of history that we're in presently? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny is I, I had a number of friends from college who had been in D.C. a long time and just, you know, part of that political D.C. political world. And a lot of them have also left D.C. for, I guess, safer <laughs> havens. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, one of them is now running for Congress in New Jersey, Stephanie Schmidt. So I hope everyone checks her out. Um, so. You know, like I I haven't quite gotten connected to, I'm still so new in the city. So I've only really been back, really been living here for a week and a half or so, you know, Um, living and working here. And so the like Capitol Hill, like all those staffers, like I haven't really gotten in touch with them yet. Um, And also Congress has been out of session. So that is also made it um, sort of a little bit quiet in the city. But, you know, I'm starting the process of reaching out to various groups and individuals who work on policy areas that I'm interested in and that uh, I'll start getting to know. And would you say this is a dispiriting time for labor or is it actually a lot of momentum just because, you know, we, we 
see the benefits and the advantages to having strong labor protections, of course, but also I think just with so much of the Dem political scene talking about some of these issues that would make quality jobs a lot more high quality. Do you feel like the momentum is is trending in a positive direction? How would you describe it? Um, I think there's I, I think there's two very distinct impulses, two two very distinct sentiments right now. So some of the judge like some of the decisions that have been made by the Supreme Court, like Janice and I mean, other things over the years, have been very and you know like we're talking about the the salt on collective bargaining that's gone back a while to you know Scott Walker Act Ten, mm-hmm. uh, but even before that, right? So and you've seen the labor movement decline from thirty percent of the workforce to now ten ten percent under ten percent. Um, so in a lot of ways, the labor movement has been really pushed to the wall. Um, and then, you know, as a result of that, you see a lot of these other trends such as like massive inequality and, um, you know, a general sort of like sense of disempowerment amongst working people, uh, and a sense that the system doesn't work for them. Um, so, so these are some very powerful and disheartening trends that are out there and there's no avoiding that. But also in the last year, you've seen public sentiment in support of unions at the highest it's been in a very long time, as well as massive actions by unions. And even even beyond unions, you're seeing sort of like industrial actions or collective action by working people, um, which is starting to, I mean, that's a very hopeful thing. It's like this institution is becoming relevant, you know, um, like people, like a broader part of the public is starting to recognize the relevance of this institution to their lives and their need for a union in their work lives. So I think both of these things coexist exact same, exact same time. I'm actually pretty optimistic. Um, I think, and it's, you know, it's like the candidates have been pretty solid on this. Like most of the candidates have adopted a very strong unions for all, um, message and uh so we'll see i was going to ask and obviously you can't necessarily state where the final outcome will be but what is the process for something like saiu determining who they're ultimately going to endorse in a presidential campaign uh well okay so there's i do know so there's things i don't know about this process yet but what i do know is that if a candidate wants to be considered there's a number of things that they have to do um, one of them is they have to, you know, walk a day in a worker's shoes. So they have to spend a day basically um, <clears throat> seeing what it's like to be a home care worker, child care worker, whatever, bus driver, whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> and so they have to do that. They have to, they have to, um, you know, meet with our president, uh, Mary Kay Henry, and they, they have to, uh, submit an economic plan in which unions are a central part of their economic agenda. Um, and maybe there's a couple other criteria. That's simply to be considered. Um, I'm not quite sure the how the voting process works within the union. Um, I do know that that the International Executive Board, uh, you know, it's the board of all the locals, 
the, the leadership of the locals will have some say. I'm not sure how it works for the general membership. Interesting. And then do you have a sense in the timeline? Is there a strategy that SEIU uses for the timing of their endorsement? Is it before Iowa? Is it after Super Tuesday? Where does it fall? Do you know? It's That's unclear to me as yeah. well. Um, I'm not sure if there is a single process that's been used consistently. That's something I will look into. Uh, but so I, I really don't know. Yeah, interesting to find out. Well, when we come back, we'll talk to Gary a little bit more about life in a new city. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. So, Gary, when you're in a new city and you like said it only been there about a week and a half, what's your strategy for making new friends, learning about where to go to have fun and do things? How does that work? <laughs> As far as friends go, I'm not really worried. I don't. Okay. I don't know. I, do you already know people there, I, or do you, are you starting from scratch? I, I know. I don't know anyone here. Um, honestly, I sort of like being able to focus exclusively on my, on my work for a little while. So that's so. So I appreciate that. Um, and you know, like I, I've lived enough places that I know. I know how it works. You know, it takes a little. It takes some time to find your tribe. So I'm not rushing it, uh, but I am making it a deliberate point to explore the city. Cause I've really, so far I really like DC, you know, I, I, I love the sense of like history of the place. I love how many like uh, little sh- stores and shops and how many different neighborhoods it has. So, I, <clears throat> and I like how green it is. I like the rivers, like it's, you know, it's very different from LA, um, which I also like, it's just different. I like different things about it. Um, so I am actually making it a point to, every weekend to do spend some time like some part of the afternoon exploring a new part of dc right so like last weekend or the weekend before last i walked down to the um, martin luther king and franklin delano roosevelt uh, memorials uh, just to spend some time around those giants of american politics and i don't know if have you seen the mlk memorial uh, i have the last time i was there yeah um and that's pretty striking i didn't get a chance to go see the obama portraits or do the new african-american museum that's kind of on my list for the next time i'm there yeah yeah there's a lot there's a lot to do here so i don't i don't want it to be a situation where like i never get to never actually take the time to appreciate this new city that i'm living in so i'm I'm making a deliberate point to to check it out and i got rid of my car you know when i moved here so i'm on foot you know i'm on foot i'm on bus i'm on train I love it. It's like I feel much better about my carbon footprint now that I have like a really good public transit system to utilize. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have a plan to maybe try to connect with the NLC crew out there or how does that work? I hadn't even thought oh, about should, that. Yeah. That's a great yeah. idea. I, that's that's that is a damn good idea. That's why okay. it exists. Nice. We'll put on put on a list of things things to do. You know, speaking of NLC, we're in recruitment mode right now so the application deadline is october 1st and trying to use this last couple of weeks to excite even more folks to apply you know if you had anyone who was listening who was on the fence about nlc what recommendation would you give for for folks trying to consider if it was the right fit for them what i would what i would what i would say to them is that the people you meet in nlc are very, very 
smart and ambitious and actually a lot of fun to be be around. And so if 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 putting aside any career interests, like these are just people you would want to have in your life, right? And so uh, when I was leaving LA, you know, I had various groups of people at my going away party and one of them was my NLC people and I love that about NLC just having like these are these are what I consider good friends. Yeah, that's a good. So that's why you should do NLC. It's <laughs> a good plug. Listen, I hope all goes well out there. And thanks for hopping on. I know things are busy out there. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of The Zag. You can catch all past episodes in the usual places where you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. They're all there. It's over 142 episodes. So a lot of awesome progressives to check out what they're up to. So until we catch you next time, take care.